second hour of the Bill Michaels Show. Good to be back. How are we looking on a Friday edition? Morning's a little awkward. That's okay. Ben Kenny, nice job filling in. Ben, how'd you do in the first hour of the program? Oh, it was great. I mean, you can't ask for much more to discuss with what's going on this weekend. <laughs> did you uh, did you tell people why I was not here yet? I did, and this is the only clip I played. Make makeup, makeup. <laughs> I thought I'd leave the rest to you. Yeah, um, the uh, the cast and crew, so to speak, showed up to do the uh, television commercial today for one of our sponsors, which is Pella Windows and Doors, and they're currently installing the patio door. And uh, when they showed up, it just became it, it was like being on the uh, like, like on a movie set. And uh, so and I took a bunch of pictures. So I so you can see what kind of what I'm talking about and I'll start posting them. But, yeah, it uh, it ran a little long. And so uh, between and there's actual makeup. Uh, yes. Uh, between the makeup and then the lines and all of this for I think it's like a 30 second commercial. But you take. Uh, take after take after take after take after take in different ways and different ways you move your hands and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so that's what we did. And they got the door in and makeup and got all the people on set and quiet on the set, and which is all in my living room, by the way. And uh, so it went a little bit long. So we just uh, literally wrapped up uh, my portion of this thing about, I don't know, maybe two minutes ago. And then I bolted upstairs and there we go. So... Uh, it is the Friday edition of the Bill Michael Show. Uh, a little bit off, a little bit off kilter, but hey, that's okay. You know, uh, no big deal. We're we're good with it. So anyway, anyway, you guys were talking some Packers, some uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers side of things. Got Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press Gazette, coming up a little bit later on. Greg Allman, uh, who is with the Athletic, covers the uh, covers the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, he uh, is going to join us coming up a little bit later on today. Mike Clemens, the final hour of the show as well. Uh, big news coming out of the Boston Celtics organization. Did you did you deal with this at all? No, not yet today. And there was another um, big piece of news I'll pass along regarding Mr. Herman Edwards. Uh, no, um, it was all football predictions. Yeah, the uh, Celtics have suspended their head coach for the entire season. For the entire season. Um, now, uh, this is because he had the, what they say, the inappropriate relationship, consensual relationship with a female staffer. Obviously he's married. Um, but these two had, and, and again, this was all consensual. It's just, it's against team policy. And so this is what happened. And so what they have done is very publicly now, uh, because this was starting to leak out, I guess, more so than anything, that this was going to become public anyway. So the Celtics, with their own internal investigation and their own internal standards, if you will, have said, you know, even the head coach is not above reproach and, and above suspension. So they have suspended the Celtics head coach, Adoka, for the entire season upcoming so that's big news that's big news um and then you've got the other side uh, of this not uh, basketball but football arizona state staffers were leaking information to opponents to get herm edwards fired how about this 
In the wake of uh, Sunday's news that Herm Edwards will no longer be the head coach of Arizona State, uh, the Athletics' Doug Holler, uh, he took a lengthy look at the tenure, but apparently there were staffers that were leaking uh, the game plans and such to other uh, you know, teams, the opponents, because they wanted to get them fired. They wanted them out of there. Uh, he also reported that Herm Edwards never bothered to familiarize himself with NCAA bylaws and made some of the department feel that he had to basically be babysat. He was a problem. He wanted to do his own thing, and the pro- program currently be investigated by the NCAA for alleged recruiting violations under Edwards' watch. And as a result, interest in the program from both recruiting standpoints and fan standpoint has gone down. Uh, Edwards, not overwhelmingly successful, a 26-20 and 20 record as the program's head coach. But you, you've actually got staffers who became so frustrated. And I, Ben, can you tell me you didn't see this coming? Oh, I was surprised he was even brought back for this year because they broke every recruiting rule during COVID. Every right. other person was fired, but he was there as a lame duck. I can't believe they kept him around. I, it's, it's, I did, I, I, I never, I can't say that I am shocked by this. That they wanted him out so bad, they were leaking information to their opponents. I love to get college him football. Fired, to get him fired. That's the amazing part about it. I mean, <laughs> now, again, you, you know, you, you ask, well, you know, I, I guess, you, you know, those staffers and such probably are no longer there. They were probably giving out information as well. But boy, oh boy, man, it just, it's it's one thing to go in an organization and be happy and say, I'm going to go in and make it great and get people on board and try to get everybody on the same page. But in the meantime, you've got people behind the scenes going, you're such a train wreck. We can't wait to get you out of here. That's it. So I, I'm, I'm agreement with you. I, I, I think it's uh, somewhat shocking that they even brought him back. And where that program is now, man, it's you're completely rebuilding the program, basically. You're starting over. Starting completely over. Um, so anyway, that's the two pieces of breaking news that we start the top of the hour with. And uh, well, like I said, Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press, because that's going to be coming up here in just a few. We're going to talk with him about this Packers-Tampa Bay Buccaneers matchup. Are you watching this matchup? Uh, I know the question was posed to Aaron Rodgers um, yesterday, or what was it, on Wednesday, about the nostalgia side of things. Do you think about this being the last time you're going to face Tom Brady? And, you know, are you looking at this game uh, as a Packers fan, okay, or a football fan, depending on how you how you want to watch this? Are you looking at this game and saying to yourself, this might be the last time I see two guys who both have thrown more than 450 touchdown passes, who both are considered to be some of the greatest of the greats, that they're going to square off against one another, possibly for the last time. And what I think is so incredibly ironic about this game is that while we we will look for big plays from both Brady and from, from Rodgers, this game, I believe, is going to be dictated by the defenses. Who's going to win in the trenches? Who's going to stop the run? Who's going to force the other's quarterback to be uncomfortable and maybe into mistakes? To me, that's that's for the game of greats, that's where I believe this game is going to go. But are you looking at this game in any 
fashion to say, I, I got to sit back and take this in because I'm going to be watching two of the greatest to ever play the game, possibly, excuse me, possibly for the last time on the same field. Say hi to our buddy Joe, who's over on the Bud Light live stream going guten tag, uh, watching the program in Munich, Germany. Oktoberfest over there, too, by the way. Lift a stein for me and lean into it. Hell yeah. There you go. Ben, are you, are you, have you thought about that, the magnitude of what we are going to be witnessing on Sunday at all? Or does it really, it's just another game, Packers need to get a win and move on? I've thought about it, but it's not close to the biggest story for me. Because as you said, for me, it's a phone booth kind of football game. Where the quarterback that hits on the most big plays and explosive plays, I think, wins. But the team that wins on Sunday will be the one that can actually establish the run against a really good front. Like if Devondre mm-hmm. Campbell and Quay Walker play out of their minds, how does Tampa right. Bay move the football? I have no idea. If it was a game, a high-flying football game, 42-35 to 35, with passes going everywhere, six touchdowns apiece, then I would look at it this way. But given where these teams stand and the injuries and where we are in the season, it really isn't a story, or at least at the top of the list. Yeah, I the because it's so early. In the, if this game now, if these two teams by chance should end up facing each other in the postseason, then that's that's the epic because we all expect Brady not to come back next year. That he took time away to go do some important things with his family in the preseason when he knows team means so much to him. And he's always a guy that's preaching snaps and preaching familiarity and preaching repetition and preaching practice. So he, we kind of get the inkling that this is it. This is going to be it. He's not coming back after this season. And while Rodgers is still contemplating how many more years he has left, the, the magnitude of these two guys, of what everybody feels technically is the best quarterback to ever play the game in Aaron Rodgers. I think we all look at him in that sense. Uh, But the best winner of all time, the will to win, the drive to win, may not be the most precise, may not be the most perfect, may not have thrown for the most yards or what have you, but has just taken what, what defenses and coaching staffs and such has given him, and he's made the most of his opportunity with the rings to show for it. The most decorated of all time is certainly Tom Brady. So two of the best quarterbacks to ever put their hands under any center's ass are going to be on the same field on Sunday. But if it happens that it's in the postseason, then the magnitude rises. But I agree with you because it's only the third game of the season. I don't think that's the that, there's a lot of focus to that, you know? I don't think there's a lot of focus to that. Um, the uh, Rick says goat versus boat. The greatest of all time versus the best of all time. I would assume is what you're going with boat, unless boat means something else. So there you have it. Uh, Also, Matt LaFleur a little bit later on in the program today as well when you get into all this discussion. A lot of good stuff. Uh, By the way, some news and notes. David Bakhtiari back at practice today. Matt LaFleur said, yep, he'll be back. So Matt LaFleur back at practice again today, So, uh, which is good news. Two days in a row, maybe. And, and again, I go back to I thought it was a little eyebrow-raising that we did not see David Bakhtiari on Wednesday. However, they tried to adjust some of the schedule, what was best for him and the team. And so if he practices today and is a full go today, I would almost, almost guarantee that he's going to be in, in pads come Sunday. Almost guarantee that he's going to be in pads on Sunday. 
So there you have it. Uh, let's do this. Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette, is going to join us coming up next. This uh, portion of the program, as always, brought to you by friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Stay tuned. Pete Doherty, Green Bay Press-Gazette, going to join us coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. That's Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I just uh, finished shooting the, their TV commercial downstairs because the new door is being installed as we speak. And I'll put the pictures up coming up here in a little bit, but uh, I love this thing. The fact that the new door is in, I'm not going to feel that draft coming through the old one anymore. I can open it with one finger as opposed to the last time we tried to open it, the handle ripped off because it was so heavy and so stuck. Uh, literally, I'm not kidding, and uh, it's just I, I love the whole experience, and that's the reason when they said, hey, do you want to do a commercial? I'm like, bring it, because I love these things. That's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com, or call them 855-PELLA-WI. Two years, no interest, no payments, 0%. There you go. No finance charges, all that kind of stuff. You're good to go. Just go two years and get it all together and then pay those things off or finance them after the fact. But great stuff from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Joining us now on the uh, on the hotline, our good buddy uh, Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Uh, Pete, how you doing, pal? Pretty good, Bill. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, I, you know, just obviously getting ready for the weekend, a good weekend when it comes to sports and specifically when it comes to football. Uh, so we got uh, David Bakhtiari back on the practice field again today. What is the likelihood that you believe he'll be in the lineup at some point this weekend? Well, I'm just making wild guesses like everybody else. Um, you know, he didn't go yesterday. He would he still did or he did go yesterday, right? So there's this two days in a mm-hmm. row. I thought they weren't yeah. uh, they weren't going to do that. Um, so I don't know if I guess I don't. We don't know if he's practiced today or yet or not. I don't think he's going to play if I had to bet. But I'm just taking a stab at it, like um, everybody else. I mean, they the the vibe seems to be, and especially because they kept him on the 53, that he'd be back. You know, within the first five or six weeks. So I'm still you know, kind of thinking along those lines, but who knows what the way things have gone with this thing. It could be this weekend. It could be, you know, a month or six weeks from now. Who knows? Um, this matchup between Brady and Rogers, as much as I, I mean, maybe you have a different opinion, but I think this is going to be one of the defensive trenches more so than I do between the two quarterbacks. Maybe a quarterback is going to make a play here or there. That's going to give their team the advantage. But I think this is about stopping the run. It's about winning in the trenches and it's about making the quarterback uncomfortable on both sides, uh, both sides of the uh, sidelines. Yeah. I'm thinking really low scoring. I mean, I, it just it's early, but I'm guessing Tampa's got the best defense in the league. I think they got the most talent on that side of the ball of anybody in the league. And I'd be really worried if I'm the Packers about being able to run the ball on these guys. Their run defense is really good. They got a lot of talent up front. Vita Vea is kind of a dominant player. And I think Devin Smith is the best inside linebacker in the league. So I know when they played these guys the last couple times, you know, running, especially getting outside, just was going nowhere. And they obviously, the Packers, need to run the ball. You know, they're a different offense this year with no Adams. So uh, 
I just, you know, the Packers are still finding their way on offense. I think this could just be a, a tough game for, you know, to come by points. And so I just, yeah, I just ended my pick. In fact, I picked the Bucks uh, 17 to 14 for what that's worth. I uh, I kind of thought the, that. I, I picked it as a close game. I thought the Buccaneers would get a win. What do the Packers need to do? Is it just simply as shutting down Leonard Fournette and getting to Tom Brady? Is it that simple? You know, probably. I mean, they're really undermanned at receiver. They're vulnerable. You know, they they could be missing. You know, Evans isn't playing. And uh, Godwin and Jones, it's looking, just reading on Twitter you know, a little bit ago, it's looking really uh, shaky or unlikely for them to play. So that's three good, three weapons there. Um, so, you know, Tampa Bay is going to have trouble scoring too. And you're right. It, it'll probably come down to which of these quarterbacks can find a way to to, to make a couple plays. And, um, you know, the one thing I wonder is, I mean, I really, you know, obviously both Packers backs are really good. I still think Jones is the guy who makes the offense go, but I wonder if this is a game where they're going to need Dylan because they, they need to run instead of trying to run, run the wider stuff. They need to run between the tackles and to run a 247 pound guy right at those linebackers. The uh, the defensive backfield uh, for the Packers, give me your thoughts on how they have looked so far. I know that obviously that first game, not covering Justin Jefferson the way they had wanted to or not being able to the way they wanted to, and then coming back in game two against a really kind of a lackluster passing attack when it comes to the Chicago Bears. Give me your thoughts on the defensive backfield of the Packers. Yeah, hard to have a read, really. I mean, i still thinking what I thought going into the season. They got a lot of talent back there, and uh, – you know, this will be a much tougher test because of how smart and how good and how quick Brady gets the ball out. Even without those receivers, this will be a, a tougher game. But I I still think it's the strength of the Packers' defense as long as, you know, those top five defensive backs, um, you know, as long as they stay healthy. I mean, that mistake that Amos made, for instance, on the, on the long pass to Jefferson um, against the Vikings, where he kind of came up and got caught looking in the backfield and and maybe thinking that the pass was going underneath. I just don't think he's going to make that kind of mistake very often. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a good veteran player. So, you know, I I think the secondary is really talented. And um, so some interceptions will probably be coming, although I don't know if it'll be this week. Quay Walker, um, uh, first game all over the field. I mean, uh, we've seen a sideline and a sideline guy before, but this guy's got some serious speed. Uh, albeit some of the reads that he made had to get him downfield, so it wasn't necessarily blowing guys up behind the line of scrimmage. But I think Quay Walker's been impressive for what I've seen of him thus far. Give me your thoughts there. He's He looks like a really talented guy. He belongs. They need him on the field. Did you talk to Eric Baranchek about him this week? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, because, you know, Eric and I do that column, you know, the, the post-video column, and I didn't – there's no way I was, you know, seeing this in the game, and I wouldn't even – pick up on this watching tape but Eric really knows his stuff and um when he pointed out I mean Walker had a rough game in the run and run defense you know he was so talented in college he could probably go underneath some of those blocks where he's the backside guy Mm -hmm. and basically your job there is to make the tackle four or five yards downfield if nobody else gets the guy but you go underneath the block which means closer to the line of scrimmage in the NFL those backs are so fast and quick that they're by you and the four or five yard run is now, you know, 12 to 20. So there mm-hmm. were, there were several plays like that for him. So I think he's got a lot of work to do as far as that goes, but he is, I agree with you completely. I mean, 
he's a really he's a good looking football player and you know you still have to i mean you got to think he's going to be um you know a good player in this league and even you know a lot better player two months from now or three months from now than he than he is today Devontae Wyatt, only five snaps last contest. Um, I know they run a lot of nickel, so he's not finding his way onto the field nearly as much as maybe I think a lot of people either hoped or thought he would. But give me your thoughts on Devontae Wyatt. Yeah, I thought he'd be more a part of the rotation already. Um, I suspect the Packers did too. But some guys come along slower than others. I mean, it's just you, you never know. And some guys, it just never happens with them. I mean, we've seen examples of all those things, guys who come out of the gate fast. Um, who take a little while and some who it just never happens. I mean, yeah, I even think back to Kenny Clark. I think he was better than Wyatt was, you know, this early in his career, but I Clark was not that good as a rookie. He wasn't the guy who just jumped off the, the field to you. Um, but yeah, I thought Wyatt would be at least they'd be putting him out there, you know, somewhat regularly on passing downs. Cause you know, they're always looking for help on the inside rush. And that's one of the reasons they drafted him. So, you know, a mild disappointment for his contribution so far. It's a long season, so a guy like with his talent could improve quite a bit. Uh, but right now he's, you know, I mean, five snaps, he's right there at the bottom of the of the depth chart for the guys who are suiting up. Dean Lowry, um, I did not have a good game against the Vikings. And early on against the Bears, I thought, oh, boy, he just didn't look the same. And then everything started to clear up. Uh, you know, they had those three three and outs. The fourth drive ended up going on downs in the end of the half. Uh, they looked pretty good coming out of the third quarter. Uh, give me your thoughts on Dean Lowry and the rest of the defensive front. Yeah, you know, he, he was just really solid in camp. Just, you know, a little better than, than last year. And it's kind of been his career. He's a little better each year. Uh, you know, not a dominant player or anything like that. But he, you know, in, in practice, he'd knock down a pass at the line of scrimmage in practice every day. He'd make a, a play or two in the run game. He'd get pressure uh, on a couple passes. So I, I think he's doing okay. I don't think he's been a problem. You know, I, everybody had everybody on that defense had a little bit of a rough game uh, against the Vikings. But, you know, stacking up, you know, just looking at the next couple months, I mean, he's right there in the thick of the rotation. I just think he's a, he's a good, solid player. The uh, the offensive line, uh, I know Yash Nyman was there all last year, so I think the whole thing about David Bakhtiari, I've saying this for a while, might be somewhat of a non-story. If he can't go, you still got a really solid left tackle. Now maybe he's not the All-Pro left tackle, but you got a solid left tackle. It seems like at least with the with, with Elton Jenkins coming back and hopefully the stabilization there, game by game from him, things on the offensive line really do start to look a lot better, don't they? Yeah, that domino effect of you know because Newman was just, you know, borderline good enough at right tackle. and But you move him to right guard, and he's a lot better there. So you get that domino effect. You get better at two positions with Jenkins coming back. Yeah, I think they have a, they have a young, promising line. You know, Nyman, he, gets, he'll, he has a couple pretty rough snaps a game in pass protection. And the one thing with that is you never know if that one play could be a huge difference. And, you know, Bakhtiari generally rarely or, you know, never had those kind of plays. But I agree with you. He's looking, you know, he's a little better than last year. And, I mean, what a find to get a, a guy who can play left tackle for you. And, you know, you didn't even have to use a draft pick on him. Uh, special teams to this point, we haven't touched on them, and we probably should. 
Rodgers still a little iffy in the return game, but at least he had a 20-yard return against the Bears when he took. There was two line drive punts. The first one he fair caught, which was mind-boggling to me. The second one, he must have been listening to everybody in the stands going, ugh, and he took it for 20 yards. The third one, he never should have caught, and he kind of muffed it, kicked it out of bounds. But give me your thoughts on the special teams overall thus far. Overall, looks you know looks pretty decent. You know, only two a couple games in, so you know the proof. The proof there is, you know, the long haul, how they do over the whole course of the season. But I, the return game, there's just nothing there. I mean, it's just uh, they don't have a good return guy. He's he's he lost the weight from last year, uh, so he's a little quicker than he was. But he's still there's not. I can't imagine any any special teams coaches out there fear this guy. Um, mm-hmm. So their return game is just going to be, you know, average or below average. Um, you know, until they somehow or other acquire a guy who uh who's more dynamic than that do they need to use dubs torre watson in the return game both of those guys having that better that little tenth of a second better speed or maybe elusiveness we're thinking about i I wonder if you know i wonder if dobbs would be okay doing that watson on punt returns he's such a long you know gangly guy i wonder how the instant acceleration the change of direction would be dobbs is a little smaller so i you know, maybe they don't want to load him up because they they're playing him so much at receiver. Um, um, so, you know, maybe they just want to take that off him. But um, I would, I would think about it if if I were them. I'd think yeah. about putting him out there. Yeah, no doubt. Pete, good stuff. And I know you got you down as picking the uh, picking the Bucks uh, this coming weekend in a real close one. But uh, we'll touch base again real soon. Okay. All right. Sounds good, Bill. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate you coming on. There you go. Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette. You can find him at Pete Doherty over on Twitter as well. Good to get him on board and to say hi and to get his thoughts on all of this. And I agree with him a lot about, uh, you know, kind of some of the things we we were discussing in Quay Walker specifically. And I'd said that, you know, when people see him making tackles and, and such and being all over the field, that's great. But sometimes you can get caught, and while you're making a tackle, you're making a tackle that should have been made four or five yards upfield rather than three, four, five yards downfield. And uh, those are some of the areas that you can get kind of kind of hooked up on. Uh, statistics are one thing, but statistics and where they're made are another. But I think Quay Walker is, uh, you know, knock on wood, barring injury, I think he's a star in the making. He just needs to learn it. Once he learns it, I think he's going to be really good. And I, I think Aaron Rodgers even said that once he starts to play with the instinct that he's not thinking about it as much anymore, and he just is able to play with the instinct, I think it's going to be he's going to be really, really solid. Uh, you know, again, cross your fingers, knock on wood, that that actually happens. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. Got a lot more to get to this portion of the program. Brought to you by the New Mail Medical Center. New Mail. I just just talked to Doctor Tim yesterday. He said, "Hey, your numbers look good. Good to go. Stay in the programs. Everything's fine." Uh, so no adjustments, and that's what they do. They bring you back in. Let's take a look at you. Make sure everything's fine. That's what they do, and I'm good. And that's that's peace of mind. Not only, you know, if you've got the mood thing going up and down and you need low T treatments or whatever, but the ED, obviously, you know, if you're, you know, doing okay there or not. But then there's the all-in-one weight loss program, the uh, the uh, low T treatments as well. They can do vitamin supplements. They can do many different things, but go in and get your numbers checked. It doesn't take you any more than about five, ten minutes to get your numbers checked. When I counted the other day, I was in there nine minutes. Nine minutes. From the time I walked through the door to the time I left, it took me more time to fill out the paperwork and touch on the iPad than it did to actually go into the room, get the blood draw, and get my numbers back. 
It was, it's that fantastic. Stop into the New Mel Medical Center. Any one of them, any one of them have one phone number. Use this number. Four, anywhere you're at listening to the program, 414-455-4451. Again, 414-455-4451. That's the New Mel Medical Center. 414-455-4451. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.